Welcome to Security Nation, an ESA podcast that brings you the voice of electronic security and life safety. We bring on security pros to discuss the latest industry happenings, new technology, and best practices, telling your story to become the ever-present voice in an ever-changing industry. I'd like to introduce this episode's guest, John Loud, president of Loud Security Systems, who is also ESA's incoming chairman. John has also recently received the William N. Moody Award from SEAC, which recognizes individuals who give their time and talents to the security industry to address alarm management issues. Thanks for coming on the podcast today, John. Thank you, Hannah. It's an absolute honor and delight to be here with you. Awesome. So we're just going to jump right in. So now that you're ESA's incoming chairman, what would you say is your high-level vision for ESA? You know, I guess, Hannah, if I stay at a high level, you know, I think about our 74 years of history. I talked about this at ESX back in Fort Worth, uh, back here in June, and uh, excited about watching what our industry has done over 74 years, where we unite our industry leaders between the manufacturer, vendors, associate members, and our dealers that come together to watch the challenges or obstacles or even opportunities that we have all across the United States in our industry. And I just hope to really be able to be a piece of to add to that legacy and continue to bring people together to have those dialogues and, and continue to move our industry uh, forward together. I think there's wonderful uh, opportunities uh, still on the horizon here. No, yes, I 100% I agree. If you had to, I don't know, let's say that we have some members who, you know, have seen the benefit of ESA membership, but they just haven't been as gauged as they could be. Um, they've been missing some opportunities and not taking advantage of all the benefits of membership. Uh, what would you say is like the can't miss opportunity when it comes to their ESA membership? I'll tell you what, I'll throw three things together kind of quickly here. So one is, first, please put on your schedule for June 5th through June 9th, 2023, and plan to join us in Louisville, Kentucky next year where the, the manufacturers, the show floor will be probably larger than ever now that we're getting past this pandemic. The education classes will be absolutely remarkable, just as we recently had in Fort Worth, uh, the results and returns and feedback that we've gotten have been tremendous. So please hope to see each and every one of you there. The other is when you deal with the next year or two ahead as I have the opportunity to chair ESA, I wanna open and offer a seat at the table. You know, that seat at the table, I wanna get you engaged in a way maybe you've not been involved with ESA in the past, and that is consideration about being involved in one of our committees. You know, whether you've got passion for our youth and you want to be involved in the scholarship, or it's finance and the finance committee. We have an education committee. Our government advocacy committee is remarkable. We have standards and bylaws committee, um, historical committee, talking about the history of what's gone on throughout the years. There's many ways to get you involved, and I want to invite you to have a seat at that table as we formulate the future of what our ESA could look like. But I think the biggest takeaway and the one you don't want to miss is about EMP, and that's the executive management professionals. And that's where somebody, whether it's you or somebody in your upper level management, is part of a small group. And it's kind of like having your own board of directors where you're gonna get on a call once a month or maybe your group decides it's every other month. And you sit down at that Zoom call, as we so have gotten to know so well, and you have that seat at the table to talk about the different challenges and struggles that you've got going on or different opportunities that you've got in your marketplace. But you know everybody needs that guidance, that board of directors. For me, Hannah, I've shared along the way, I talk a lot about R&D. And R&D in my world 
is not really research and development like many of our manufacturers invest so dearly to make our companies grow and tremendously. But for me, it's about rip off and duplicate. And it's forums just like the EMP organization that you get through your membership with ESA that you get to have this group and this board of advisors to talk about the different challenges, whether that's how do you hire, or how do you retain, how do you build the right culture, you know, do I use GPS, how do I figure out you know, all the different elements from marketing to social media to, um, you know, is it now the time to hire a director of sales or a general manager or where do I find my first person or something of that along the way. So an EMP group is worth, you know, 10 times the investment that you'll ever put into ESA. And I hope that you will look at the EMP group, connect with Scott Hightower, who's leading that with us. And I'm gonna leave you my number at the end of this because happy to leave my cell with any of these discussion points to be able to help you get involved, get engaged, help in any way with your company. Um, but I think ESA is one of the best assets, certainly is that EMP group organization. No, that's fabulous. Uh, I know when I was at ESX, that was definitely one of the main things that I was talking about with, with different attendees that I saw there. I'm like, if you don't know about this, you should definitely look into it. I think it's one of our best uh, opportunities that we have ESA. So kind of switching gears just slightly, um, obviously a lot has been going on in the industry, as always. Um, what would you say is our industry's biggest challenge right now? And what would you say ESA's role in, uh, in that challenge is? Well, Hannah, I'd say the challenge we've got today is one that's been going on for decades. It's not brand new, but it's, I'm hoping to continue to talk about this over the next few years and bring it to a higher level of light that we as independent dealers step up and try to take um, some ownership and what we can all do to see about reducing false alarm dispatches. We've got a tremendous organization with SEAC that we partner with with ESA. We've worked with them in the state of Georgia for years, but I wanna give you some specific ideas of what each dealer that's out there that can do. And for all of those um, monitoring centers that are on watching the call or listening to the call today, I hope that you'll share this dialogue with a lot of your customers and have them think about this. And specifically, I wanna talk about the technology that these monitoring centers have been investing in for the last several years. I first saw it at an ISC conference back in 2019. I know it's been going on a lot before that, and that's about text chat technology. So I'm personally not a fan of calling a phone number to any customer care and have an IVR that's press one in this and six for that, nine for this. But I'm gonna tell you folks, most third-party central stations out there have invested heavily on technology that we as dealers can turn to where when alarm goes off, we know our subscribers are not answering the phone just like some of yours are not answering the phone, but we know the technology of putting a group text or a group chat together to get everybody on the call at the same time is something that can ultimately help us reduce false dispatches. Look, we're all facing similar challenges such as workforce challenges, labor-related pressures that are going on, just as the, the monitoring centers are. And when you look at the money they've invested, but the adoption rate has been so low. And I want you to just open up that dialogue with them to go, what does the platform look like? Take a ride on it yourself, put your system, your office, or your home on that, and check out what that's all about. I think you will be amazed at what it looks like today. We just had a wonderful showcase at ESX just recently where we had about uh, seven or eight um, central stations share where they were today, and it was absolutely remarkable. There are so many of them that are ready for you today to help you reduce your attrition, reduce the workload of calling back to handle false alarm fees and fines, 
This will help us avert future ordinances from jurisdictions when they understand that you're talking to your local customers, you're talking to your local AJCs to talk about what you're doing to help reduce false dispatches. So clearly I think that is a, a major one and I think there's a lot in our industry underway. We had a um, Sandy Springs City Councilwoman just recently upset with the alarm industry folks. They were not my customer, they're another friend's customer. She has 21 locations and she was quite disgusted and frustrated that when her alarm went off at one of her locations, she could not remember her cancellation code word. Oh boy. <laughs> but yet she's the one that put that on a piece of paper or a document or filled it out, however she did it, but she's upset with that alarm company because they couldn't help her remember what her word was, which ultimately we then, they had a dispatch. So even with the text chat communication technology, even in that case, you're gonna be able to actually reduce her dispatch which ultimately I think the numbers should be tremendous. So hopefully a year, two, and three down the road, we're gonna be talking about the uh, great reduction that we've all done just as we see technology in the, the security control panels or enhanced call verification. Um, one other one I wanna get everybody to think about is alarm dispatch ratio factor. For some of you, that's the first time you've ever heard of that. Connect with your central station provider and ask them, what is my alarm dispatch ratio factor? So you have X number of alarm systems monitored each month, you had X number of dispatches, and there's a ratio that gets built. And you're gonna find out within your commercial platform versus your residential, it's different. But if you start to track what your dispatch ratio factors are and know that and say, you know what, I wanna get that number lower and lower, not only is it good for the central station, it's great for you, the amount of calls or service issues that develop are gonna get reduced, um, but again, your attrition is gonna ultimately go down because they're not gonna get false alarm fees and fines or just the the bothersome part of uh, of false alarms because you're going to find out where are my top 10 or my top 25 signals coming through you know we i look at that personally every single week i want to know those top 25 accounts so that between my operations team and others why is that happening is equipment is it education is there some new environment factor at that location that needs to be looked in but anyway hannah that's just one i'm going to throw to you for now that False alarm dispatches is something we as dealers can take control and find some different ways. So I encourage you out there, folks, find out your alarm dispatch ratio factor and work to drive that lower. Take care of that top 25 list and connect with your monitoring center and find out about what it would take for you to enroll your subscriber base on the text chat communication. And a huge congratulations out to Avant Garde, who is the winner of that competition, and uh, Dynamark, who is uh, in the runner-up of that. But again, I applaud every one of those that participated and uh, the investment that they've done to help each and every one of us get better to serve our customers and ultimately our industry. No, oh, that's great. I mean, like you said, wouldn't it be amazing, you know, two years down the road, maybe sooner, to just see a huge decrease in the amount of false dispatches. I, I think that would be amazing. That would be a great I think day. it's possible, too, with the technology that we have today. So, um, let's see. There are some people out there who are not yet ESA members, um, but are considering it. What would you say to those uh, security pros out there? Well, first off, it comes back to together we can. You know, even the example I just gave of how together we can all unify about that problem and challenge. But you know what? Look, I was a flight attendant with Delta, right? So I don't know anything, but being part of ESA and part of this network that not only can help provide insurance, to, you know, because our Security America with ESA, which is owned by our association, so what better way to get the proper insurance that's gonna cover you? 
But the thing I want to remind everybody out there is that you can still use your broker. You can have your broker. This ESA with Security America is actually just another secure, um, insurance platform of an option of consideration for you. So to have the enrichment uh, and benefit of that by being a member is tremendous. Hannah, you know there's lots of different cost-saving aspects that, uh, that could be another whole podcast session that I hope people will take the time to look at those benefits. Um, but certainly another big one is training. Our National Training Center for CEUs or when you talk about all the workforce challenges that each and every one of us are facing out there, so you've got a newly hired person, there's one aspect of throwing them out in the field and say, follow what Tony or Joe or Betty or Sally or Sue do, but there's another part when you actually get them in a classroom and get them online to be able to invest in them in their professional um, learning process to not just find and replicate somebody else maybe's habits that may be the best in the industry or maybe not the best in the industry, but there's some things that they can develop and think on their own. So the enriched portfolio of education classes is tremendous. So I encourage you to take the time and see what that, that's all about. Another huge one is, as I mentioned a little bit ago, it's about ESX in Louisville, Kentucky. The amount of information you can get out of those classes or that show floor is so beneficial to your company. I know, I get it. Look, we are all so busy right now chasing all the different elements of what it's like to run a business in the United States, within our jurisdictions, to stay in compliance, to serve our employees, to serve our customers, that I don't have time to go to Louisville. Well, I promise you that if you make that on your schedule now, and then you invest that time and pencil it in right now, ink it later as you get closer to it, I think the richness of what you're gonna get from your ESA involvement for just attending a show like that, look, I do attend to other shows throughout the year, but there's other element of what the level of the professionals that attend the ESX show and what the classes are geared towards. So I encourage you to look at those classes that either were just done or what's coming out. And it's something you do not want to have your management team miss out on. It's one of those, we rotate our team at Loud around where not everybody from management goes, but we have enough that we rotate so that we can always be picking up those nuggets, bringing them back to our office to then figure out what works for the Atlanta marketplace. You know, what works for loud security systems? But I can assure you throughout the years, I always look and say, you know, we're as small as we're ever gonna be right now as a company. And as I look to grow and figure out what's the right dispatch software, what's the right quoting software, what's the right process and procedures for us, there's so much gleaned each time when I go to conferences like that. And sometimes it may not even be the best of what happens in the classroom. Maybe it may be the coffee break. Maybe it's sitting at breakfast with somebody that you just pick up a dialogue with. And, um, so with the hand of there's some of the other I think great nuggets but would love to explore with many folks out there uh, actually one other I think very important thing folks out there that are listening today may have said now I've been an ESA member for five years or eight years or two years or 22 years you know the one thing that I would love for you to do in the next six months to a year is reach back out to ESA the staff is eager to, for your phone call to kind of do a, an onboarding with you Maybe when you first got started, you signed up for whatever reason, whether you felt like it was a community civic duty to invest in my national association and with my state association, but you never took the time to spend 30 minutes and kind of go through an onboarding to get through the rest of what all the offerings are. Because not only are you probably not utilizing or aware of all the current offerings, but you may not be aware of all the different engagements from leadership development you can get or where you can get questions answered of challenges that you're faced with. You know, as I said, I think one of the biggest benefits of ESA is when I think about together we can, 
together we can you know seize opportunities or overcome obstacles because we all face similar challenges we're not the only ones out there that have customers that want everything for free we're not the only ones out there that have employees that think they should get four times the money but it's kind of working together sometimes and bouncing those ideas off of each other that becomes so beneficial and helpful no i couldn't have said it better myself and you know uh, I think that's why ESX's theme is security connected. I mean, one way you could think of that more on the technology side, you know, the connected home or whatever. But uh, I think a big part of the message is, like you were saying, uh, we're better together. And uh, yeah, I think if any of that piqued your fancy, I think doing an onboarding call just to learn about all the benefits. I mean, you 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 hit you hit a lot of them, but there's even more that we would need like a whole other podcast to really dig deep into all the things. And one that jumps to my mind too that I've shared along the way is you know what we're in a cyber mess out there, the cyber world, right? If all of a sudden 7:30 tomorrow morning you wake up and you've been a cyber attacked and you know they want X number of Bitcoin or your hostage, your files are being, you know what are you gonna do? You know who are you gonna call? Who should you talk to? Who should you not say something to? What do you share with your employees or not? What do you say to your customers or not? How do you handle that? What's your next step? And when you go, I go back to Security America in that case, they have part of their policy includes cyber insurance. You know, do you have cyber insurance today? One of the things I've talked about as I've grown loud through the years is act, take an action 30 days too early instead of one day too late. So I hope that maybe is something that you've heard through today's talk and go, you know what? I need to stop just pushing that down the road thinking cyber is never gonna be my issue but getting that protection for yourself because you have no idea what happens when you leave a subscriber's location and what does happen thereafter um, that you're gonna get called into and it's cyber related that they got an attack, but we were part of their network in some way. So anyway, it's just another example of items that I think a lot of ESA members have been taking care of, talking about, taking action on, um, that we realize not every company out there has done that yet. Oh, absolutely. So we've been talking a lot about ESA membership so far, uh, but we actually have a little bit of time to where we can go over a little bit about your background and loud security. So um, I know you've probably told your story a million times, but I'm going to ask you to say it a million and one more time. Um, what is your background? Uh, you have a unique story. You didn't you weren't necessarily born into security. You came to it later. Would you mind kind of going over how you got into it? Yeah. Well, first, I'll give you the end of the story, then back into it. So today, as we sit here in 2022, we have a, a little over 11,000 monitored accounts in about 31 different states. We're based out of Kennesaw, Georgia, which is in the Atlanta marketplace. Um, we hover between a little over 60 employees and just under, kind of in that window. Um, we have uh, about a 60% residential, 40% commercial mix. I do not have my own central station. I will never have my own central station. That is a a uh, partnership that I, I find to be most vital as an independent dealer because they are loud security even more so than loud security is loud security because they deal with our customers after our installation for days or decades ahead. So um, that's something that uh, I, I think is vital. You know, the just recently too, give you another thing, in 2020 we celebrated our 25th year of anniversary, but nobody could travel. So in 2022, uh, back in early June of this year, we took about 36 employees on a trip down to Punta Cana, all inclusive. We had a oh, blast uh, to get op sales and admin together and add food and alcohol and many days together. It was a little risky. We were curious and in the COVID world where 
you know, sitting there saying, all right, let's go have fun. We had an absolutely wonderful time. I'll give you an example. And for folks out there, this is a, a culture example, how you're building culture in your team. Not everybody gets to slow down and interact because we're so busy. So when we had kind of an opening cocktail reception, I had everybody take a seat with some of them brought guests, some did not. And I said, you know, the employees, I want you to share your story, how long you've been with Loud, what type of roles you've done throughout the years, maybe a neat nugget of a highlight or low light that you've had to experience through the years at Loud. And uh, then I wanted them to introduce their guests, their spouse or who's with them and why they chose them to maybe travel with them. And uh, it was such an enriching time because not only did they sometimes tell their own story, they shared stories about the impact of some of the other employees that have made impact on their lives or their careers or their time here at Loud. So it was a, a wonderful time. But to the, to the point of the question, I started Loud Security back in 1995 after working for Delta Airlines as a flight attendant for six years and then thinking I want to be a pilot, went and got all my single multi-commercial instructor, twin engine aviation career down the path, building lots of hours. And then I realized how boring the cockpit is. <laughs> I enjoy helping people, which is kind of one of those why I'm going to have you know such an honor to be able to be chairman of ESA for the next few years because the opportunity to, to be able to help you or other companies or folks in our industry or other communities in some ways is exactly my wiring. So realizing that cockpit was not it, I learned on the recurring revenue side of it, went to a Georgia Burglar Fire Alarm Association show where I met somebody that said, here's the equipment to buy, here's the distributor you buy it from, and here's um, where you can monitor it for one year for free if you buy from that distributor. So I'm like, this is wonderful. I only have to figure out how to get a customer. And um, I was about two years in the business before I realized I was supposed to have a license. I went and tested. I passed. I got my unrestricted low voltage license by mistake in the state of Georgia because I checked the wrong box. I could have just checked the alarm questions, but I checked unrestricted. So that's been actually a yeah. good thing through the years. Um, and then through the years, we got heavily involved. My, my, my lead in was real estate agents. I sold a package that I called a gift of security to real estate agents as a closing gift. And then they gave that as a, as a gift. They don't know the neighbors, the neighborhood or anything. And that ultimately led on to insurance inspectors, excuse me, insurance agents and home inspectors, um, mortgage lenders, and ultimately builders. We grew tremendously in the builder world. Um, we grew to about 40 to 50 custom high-end builders where the pre-wire alone was in the $6,000 range back in the years 2007, 2008, 2009. And as we all know, uh, not many builders survived. Truly, we had one builder survive in that window. Wow. We were already commercial and everything. And so that was a tough time to just readjust and, and see where you're going to go and how you're going to change the business. Um, we did get back into the builder world in 2012. We did about a million in new revenue that year in the builder side. But the builder pieces, we were never going back to the high-end automation, audio, integration side of that. And we were starting to focus far more on the commercial side. But that was also the first time we started to go more direct consumer. So we started doing credit checks. We started just making lots of different changes. I think one of the big challenges through the years as you grow is that right software. You know, and we went from Quicken to QuickBooks to QuickBooks Pro to QuickBooks Enterprise, you know, to then it's like, what's that answer? So that's another whole process of making a wrong decision that cost us dearly to then eventually make the right decision that we've been on a different software platform for many years. Um, I think the other part, one of the, the real successes for, for us at Loud was, I guess, two parts. One is, didn't realize it was a smart move when I did it, but decades ago, I started to provide medical insurance to my employees, and uh, that's changed and morphed a little bit throughout the years. But 
I mean, today I've got a general manager that's been here 19 years out of our now 27 years. Uh, my comptroller, she's been here probably 18 years. My ops manager has been there 16 years. And these folks all started from the field, from my GM and, and uh, Eric Widner and uh, Brad Hobday and many others. That's why when we had that trip we just did, we've had many that have been with us for many, many years. But of course, the funny part of times, I have to always explain that Loud Security Systems, and my name's John Loud, and no, I did not change my last name to do this business. I was born loud, so forth, so forth, and I suffered in high school and middle school and all that. And sadly, my parents got divorced when I was around 10, but years later, my mom was like, finally a good use for that last name. So we understood that. But, but um, you know, we've had a, a great 27 years, and as I shared just a little bit ago, I know right now we are as small as we're ever going to be. So it's always about that time to relook at our systems, processes, people, and you know, and the right roles and the right positions, and um, continue to listen and learn from others and bounce ideas off. And you know, we're part of probably three or four different kind of EMP type dealer network groups in our industry that I can never get enough of because just as many have invested in me and shared in me, I love to be able to share back. I'm not saying my answer is the absolute right answer. I'm always very transparent to say, here's the mistakes or here's what we tried and didn't work. And I'm willing to invest when I feel like, hey, we bring it to our management team, we bounce it around and we try different things. And uh, a lot has gone very well for us. And uh, we've had plenty of them that we can talk about that maybe haven't gone well for us, but uh, feel like we're in a great position looking at the, the technology, the industry, the partnerships that we've got on the horizon as we roll towards the future here. No, that's great. Uh, what was that phrase that you said? Oh, we're, we're as small as we're ever going to be. Uh, <laughs> I think that's great because, uh, I don't know, you hear all the time in business, uh, one of the reasons or excuses, depending on how you like to look at it, is that we're too busy to implement this thing or, or, or investigate this new strategy or, or whatever it may be. Uh, it's too crazy right now. You know, we have too many things going on, which, you know, may be valid. But at the same time, depending on your perspective, if you're able to focus more on business development and looking at new opportunities now, you'll be thanking yourself later. Um, so with Loud Security, uh, you kind of mentioned things that you guys have been doing over the last, you say 25 years, 27 years now, 27, 27 now. now yeah. uh, is there anything that you guys have in the works now or on the horizon that you're, you're thinking about implementing it loud? Well, let's see, looking over on my whiteboard there, I have eight new initiatives. Okay. One of them cross off because I realized it had to get uh, pushed down the road. Um, and you know, some of them, obviously, you know, we've talked about the text apping, We've created a, a full recruitment program now. We're still in the process of finalizing, but it's been bearing fruits already because look, we all woe about workforce. You know, I can't get anybody. I can't, nobody shows up. And I realized, you know what, if I ever put together a formal process to actually begin to consistently be recruiting, you know, in some ways you, you look at our logo and if you look at it closely, it looks like, you know, home base, first, second, third, like a baseball diamond. I started thinking years ago, are you always putting your best nine players on that field? Are you always got the best team that you've got or should you be recruiting so that if somebody's sick, somebody's retiring, somebody's moving, whatever that is. And, you know, like many of us, we go and put something online here, put something there, and we hope the phone rings and then the magical person runs over and knocks on the door and says, please. But anyway, I, I, there's several there that's another day to, to go down the path because I know we're almost out of time. And I guess the few things, because you just hit it on the head, and that is taking the time to make it to... Uh, open your schedule, number one, from a training standpoint, to better your team. 
I know my technicians are so busy in the field, I never have time to put them in a classroom. But if you don't take the time to invest in them, are you getting the best and are they getting the best or maybe they need a break, right? Heck, it's not just about getting four cases of Gatorade and handing that out and saying, hey, have a great day. It's investing in them in another way. And I just wanna challenge you as that business owner or executive within your business, you know, just like the ESX, attending that or getting involved with EMP so that you can listen, learn, gain the insights, because I'm telling you, the value of what you'll get out of it is gonna be tremendous. The one thing I do is, as I share with Hannah, I wanna leave is two parts. One is my cell phone number and one's my email address. You know, my cell number, I put it on our website under customer care, so it's out there. Website under customer care, so does my GM. My cell number is 678-300-9785. 678-300-9785. And as chairman of ESA, as a member or somebody that's looking at considering it, if there's ever anything I can do to help you or bounce questions or introduce you to somebody within our industry to help you answer those questions or, or get some help or guidance, I'd be honored to be able to have that opportunity, again, just as so many have done for me. If you prefer email, that you can imagine I get buried a little bit more in email, so text me on the other number, or if you want an email, it's john, J-O-H-N, at loudsecurity.com. So john at loudsecurity.com. But I look forward to working with Hannah, you, the ESA team, that's so remarkable. That team and staff there is there every day to be able to take calls, give you some of that guidance, or introduce you, whether it's to folks like me or others that have the specific knowledge and insight. They, this is your association. They are here to help serve each and every one of us and each of you to be able to best for our industry and putting people together, which is why I want to talk about that together we can. And the other part is remember, we have a seat at the table for you for the next several years. You just got to take a little bit of that time to understand, is it finance? Is it the youth scholarship? Is it codes? Is it standards? Is it, you know, which, which element? Is it education? What is it? How can we get you involved? How can we get you engaged? And, um, and look forward to uh, spending that time and probably getting to know to many more of you that maybe I haven't met throughout the years yet. No, that's fabulous. And you know what? I think we hit almost exactly 30 minutes, if I'm correct. So I think we're, we're ready to wrap it up. Uh, everyone, you got, you got John's cell phone numbers, so go ahead and blow his phone up with any questions you may have. Um, and I would like to thank you again, John, for coming on the Security Nation podcast. And thank you listeners who turned in, uh, turned in, tuned in, excuse me. And uh, if you haven't yet, just make sure you subscribe. Uh, we're on all podcasting platforms and the video version is available on YouTube. And if you've been listening today or previous episodes and you're just curious about how ESA membership can power your business, make sure you, t you visit our website at esa.org and take some time to schedule a quick discovery call with our amazing membership team You'll be happy you did, and make sure you have a great day, security pros.